Last week we talked about leveling up and and leveling up is, is just taking that next step or, or coming up to the next step in the Lord. And, and the Lord really moved on that. And we talked about how we need to level up by being separate from the Lord world. We need to level up into God's promises. And we need to level up into total surrender. In other words, really get there and press into those things. But today I want to continue on with this theme. And, and again, through life or everything we do... Uh, we're leveling up to be a better farmer. We're leveling up to be a better father. We're leveling up to be whatever it may be we're striving for. But God is calling us to level up to be that awesome Christian. Again, so that God can burn, burn, burn in us. And so today, I believe the Lord wants to continue in that theme and probably next week as well. But the first thing I want to know, or say to you guys today is Christianity, everything that we're about is based on believing. And we need to step into that believing. Do you realize that how many scriptures in the Bible that say if you believe or if you have faith, these things will happen. If you believe, you have, you'll move mountains. If you have faith, you can move mountains. Uh, to believe means to accept something as true. Faith means a strong belief in God. So this faith and believing, they work together, and it's the base of who we are. It's about everything we believe counts on this, that we have a strong belief in God because we believe and accept everything is true. Salvation is based on believing. The Bible says if, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe on your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So salvation is based on believing, having faith in God and his word. Goes on to say in Acts 16, uh, 12, 11, that, that when you believe that you, and not only you, but your whole household can be saved. And I'm adding some scriptures in here that weren't in the PowerPoint today, but the Lord is really dealing with me about this. Healing. Man, you ought to go under the, look at the healing. Jesus said, do you believe? Then go do this. Do you believe? Then this. Do you believe? Then this. The believing factor is huge. Do you have faith that, that Jesus said that if you uh, believe in him, you will be healed? We see that all through the scripture. Do not fear, only believe, and she will be well, Luke 8, 50. Even into the word of God, repent and believe the gospel, the scriptures, the word of God. Eternal life, for God so loved the world that whoever believeth in him, he sent his only son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. You want eternal life? Then believe in Jesus. Do we believe in the death and resurrection? For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, 1 Thessalonians 14. 414. Most anything that, that we want to stand on, if we would believe and if it's according to God's word, it will happen. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You can stand on God's word and anything in God's word, especially the things we talked about, and believe and know that they will happen in your life. Most anything. Man, God wants you to be successful. Believe that. 
God wants your children to be saved. Believe that. Believe the word. And as you go through life and, and you're seeing these situations hit you. Oh, oh, my friend just went to ER this morning, which is true. I believe that God has healed him. We've prayed. Uh, yesterday, I got, don't know if you guys realize it or not, but, but Herbert, uh, our lay leader at Oakton Carthage, lost his oldest son this Thursday night. Man, I, I can't imagine losing my oldest son. I can't imagine losing any child. I, I just couldn't, that just overwhelms me. But do you believe that God can bring peace to the situation? When I was on my knees holding his hand yesterday, crying with him, we believed that God would bring peace in this situation. Do you believe? Do you need peace in your situation? And we need to get on our knees and seek God and believing in what he's told us because he wants to touch every situation of our life. Without faith, believing, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven sixteen. 16. But I will say to you that, that, that you won't be pleased. You won't be pleased with your life without faith and believing in Jesus. Because your life will be a drudgery without it. You know, it blessed me this morning as I was reading this and studying this. Right here at this spot, Pastor Jim, you text me. And, he, and you said our faith has to be persistent, meaning pressing into and claiming what belongs to us according to God's word. Thanks for sharing that this morning. And thank you, Golden City, for joining us and, and, and going through this study. But Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Are you in the battle right now? Can you see the end? Can you see the victory? I believe by faith you can. I believe when, when you get on your knees and seek him, he will give you and sustain you to the end. And we're going to get into that a little bit later because sometimes it's hard to see, but I think a lot of times it's hard to see is because all we're doing is looking at the muck and looking at the situation and still seeing what God's called us to see. In fact, I'm just going to jump down to this. I added it in at the last here, and I just got to find it. But I thought maybe the Lord would. But um, this isn't on a slide. But, but hold firm to the message preached. We're going to talk about that in a second. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the conviction of things not seen. Conviction means relating to the spirit and not to the physical nature or matter. Matter. So conviction, if I'm convicted by the Holy Spirit, I'm recognizing the Spirit over my situation and not the negative part of my situation. And that's what we need to be today. We need to be holding firm to our faith, and faith is the assurance for the hope, the conviction of things not seen yet. Abraham had faith for 25 years, 25 years that he would have his son Isaac. Can we have faith for 25 years and know? In other words, can you recognize the spirit, the conviction moving over your life every day that you can go powerfully and strong in what God's told you to do? Well, it don't look like Jesus even exists today. That's not conviction. That's not relating to the spirit. That's relating to the physical side. 
We need to press into the Spirit and recognize the Spirit's conviction and believe that. I was trying to decide whether to preach this this week, probably next week, but the guy in Mark 9, 29, I think it is, but, but the man came to Jesus and asked for this, and Jesus said, I believe, or if you believe, you can have these things. And Jesus, the guy said to Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. The Father has put faith in each and every one of you today, Romans chapter 12 tells us. All of you that believe in Jesus have the faith necessary to win the battle, the victory. It's in there. It's already in there. What we need to do is recognize it and listen and recognize the conviction, the, 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 the Holy Spirit moving our life, and that's what will help our unbelief. This guy here wasn't a, a, a bad person. He's just like you and I. You know, when situations are staring us in the eye, man, Father, I believe, but help my unbelief. And we do that by prayer. We do that by word. We do that by journal. And we do that by going to Sunday school. We do that by going to church. We do that by uh, Bible study with the family, praying around the table. That's how we recognize the Spirit when we're sitting out on the tractor and the Lord's speaking to you. Man, nothing more than I want that, you know, I may go seek the Lord, but there's times I'll be doing something. The Lord said, come, I want to talk to you. And it just gets me excited. It gets me excited. It gets me excited. Uh, I think it's slide 17, but Todd Robertson, and we've got a bunch of people on vacation today, but, but I think he may be back, but I don't know if he is or not. But either way, there's a picture of Niagara Falls. And Todd texted me this and, and, and a bunch of other pictures, but I just slapped that one up there as I was getting the things together today. But I was trying to remember what was said, but, but I, I saw that picture and I texted back to Doc, Todd and I said, only God could have created this. And Todd fired back and we know him. <laughs> Man, let that sink in a little bit. God created that. And all that people, the trees, everything in here, he's in control. And we know him. All we got to do is recognize his spirit. Is that cut and dry? Recognize his spirit. The conviction that sets upon us. That's why, I, I, I'll be honest with you, it upsets me when people don't come to the altar at the end of the service or during the service because we're here to worship God. And everybody, oh yeah, we can do that in our seats. That's true. But I tell you what, I've hit the throne at these altars over my lifetime and other altars because I yielded to the conviction of the Holy Spirit at salvation when my knees were knocking. I've been led to Christ by my father, but come to tell the church up in the old sanctuary, my knees were knocking, but it was tough. It was like... And I went up front, and boom. Give in to the convictions and listen to the Spirit today. That's the difference between it all. You guys just want to go home? Because that's a good word right there. And it isn't me. I, I, I know the older I get, none of this is me. It's the Holy Spirit working through me. You see, Paul constantly reminds the believers that our faith is based on believing Jesus. 
I want to read Mark chapter 16. That's part of our mission statement. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will bring healing to people. But Paul constantly reminds believers that our faith is based on believing Jesus. Paul confirms this through the scriptures, and we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And thank you, Joel. Uh, me and Joel were talking about the word this week, and he, I was, to be honest with you, the Lord put the Apostles' Creed on my heart, and we're going to study it. If we get to it today, we're going to study it, but for sure going to go over it. Because we need to recognize what we believe as believers. And I think that we need to repeat these things over and over until we get it. But, but the Apostles' Creed we're going to talk about later, you know, it was around three to 400 B.C. that it was, was established. And then we know in 381 the Nicene Creed was established. But, but uh, 1 Corinthians 15 is considered to be one of the first creeds in the Bible. And the first creed that come out by the, the Apostle Paul. And so as you, I hope, found it while I was talking here, but everything he says supports what I just spoke to you today. And we need to recognize these things and be reminded that our faith and everything we're about is based on believing and seek God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. Again, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11. Brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the good news I preached to you. And I just recognize that that I'm out of the NIV, or NIRV, which is a children's Bible, but everything else I've said today is out of the ESV, but I want to bring attention to that. And again, I'm out of the NIRV here, it looks like. Verse 2, because you believe the good news, you are saved. So again, he's reminding everybody of the good news, that he's preached to all the things that, that's in the Word of God, you believe, and you're saved. But you must hold firmly to the message I preach to you. In other words, level up. If you don't, you have believed it for nothing. In other words, you're leveling down. And if we continue to level down, it'll head to destruction. Things will get murkier, things will get heavier, and it'll be harder to live for Jesus. So we need to level up. Hold firm to the message I preached. What I received, I passed on to you. And it is the most important of all, here is what it is. Again, he's telling them how to level up. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said he would. Do you believe that today? Then why do we go around, God can't use me because I'm a sinner? Hmm? Makes you think. I'll get saved and ask Jesus in my heart when I get things right. Are you believing for forgiveness? Because Jesus paid the price. Just level up into that. Guys, I'm going to say it now because I don't know when to say it. But a lot of us are wanting this formula again that do this, 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 this. Do you recognize that in this scripture, Paul's going to talk about the death, the resurrection, or no, the life, the death, the resurrection of Christ for the forgiveness of sin and for salvation. And really, that's all we need for life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else can be taken care of. If we would just get this right and believe these three things here, it would change our world. But he goes on into saying this. Verse 4, he was buried. He was raised from the dead on the third day. Do you guys believe that Jesus was raised from the dead? Got to believe it. 
If you don't believe it, where's your faith? You're listening to the flesh and not to the spirit. Apparently, back in the day, they had a problem believing this. Because Paul spends a lot of time on reminding them. He appeared to Peter. He appeared to the 12 apostles. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of them are all still living, but some have died. He appeared to James. Then he appeared to all the apostles. Last of all, he also appeared to me. I was like someone who wasn't born at the right time. And so we see this faith here that, that they need to be reminded of all these things. In other words, I believe helped me with my unbelief. Paul was reminding them of things that took place. Do you believe these things today? That Jesus lived, that he died, and he rose from the dead for the forgiveness of sins. You know, if you got a bad marriage today, recognize that. Change your marriage. You say, Pastor, you're crazy. You live and believe in things with all your heart, soul, and mind. It'll change your marriage. But we want a formula. Do 15 jumping japs, holding your wife's hand, take her to lunch, and do date night. Really? You know, I, I'm really getting put out with this world because I, I think we're the point, we don't even believe Jesus can heal on the spot. That's another day, maybe. But that's probably my biggest pet peeve right now is we're, we're stuck on formulas when Jesus wants to fix it right now. And I'm not saying that there isn't things we go through but man, I was delivered of, of things immediately when I got saved. Immediately. And there's other things that it took me a few years to get through. Why? Because I didn't want to let go of them. When we let go and let God, it'll change our life. Nine, I am the least important among the apostles. I'm not even fit to be called an apostle. I tried to destroy God's church, but because of God's grace, I am what I am, and his grace was not wasted on me. Now, get that. Do you guys realize that Paul was Saul in the first part of Acts? Saul was breathing murder threats on the church. Some thinks he's killed a lot of believers. This is the apostle Paul. But Jesus got a hold of him and delivered him immediately and changed his heart. The death the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ changed Paul's life. Saul to Paul. Now I have worked harder than all the other apostles. When we get a hold of what Jesus has done in our life, the Bible says it's not by works you're saved. It's by grace. But when we really get a hold of what God has done for us, we're going to work our tails off for him because we love him and we appreciate what he's done. And I think a lot of us are struggling because we don't appreciate what he's done in our life because we don't totally believe the life, the death, and the resurrection of what Christ did in our lives. I'm talking to me a lot today, so always know that most pastors have dealt with themselves before they get in the pulpit or are still dealing with themselves before they get in the pulpit. So this is what we preach, whether I or the other apostles who preach to you, and that is what you believed. So he's reminding them what we believed. 
And he didn't get into all this other stuff that we like to spend our time on. He just reminded them of the death, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We need to level up and recognize our faith is based on Jesus. Holding firm to the message preached. Again, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Man, if you really believe that Jesus was rose from the dead, you'd believe everything else. Never forget, my little brother got back from India, and, and, and Brian, I love you. But he saw a child healed in India that was dead. Back to life. Held in his arms as it happened. Come back to the States to talk about it. Most churches run him out. He said Oakton was one of the few that he could say that and not have to worry about it affecting the rest of the revival. If Jesus is raised from the dead, do you believe that? Do you believe you're going to be raised from the dead when you die? Come on. Do you believe Jesus wants to raise people from the dead now? He did it in the Bible. We desire to work hard, too, for what we believe in. And we are careful not to waste what God has given us. So that's the three things I want us to get out of this. Hold firm to the message. Work hard, man. Press into God and don't waste what you got. A lot of you aren't happy today because you're wasting what God has given you, chasing after other things. That's why you're not happy. We also need to recognize and point whatever we're at today. Doubt is the opposite of believing. Doubt is the opposite of believing. Paul said, if you don't hold firmly, you have believed it for nothing. Doubt means a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. Remember the conviction? Conviction means relating to the spirit and not the physical nature. So when you doubt, you're lacking the spiritual nature and seeking the physical nature. You're pressing into that. When you're uncertain, you will lose your conviction. And the more you dwell on that, the more that it will recede, if you will. I, I, don't, I was trying to think of an example. The first thing that came to my mind was when them tornado sirens go off, our blood pressure and our heart rate skyrocket. We're in fear, doubt of life. And then we get a hold of ourselves and the spiritual man, and that comes down. I'm not saying that, that, that most time when I heard about Herbert's son, man, shock. Do we listen to the shock? Or do we press into the spirit? The conviction, the word, the things that we've been taught. I believe, and, 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 and I think it's hard to do, and, and we talked about this over the years, but, but 
I believe when you lose conviction, if you continue to do that, you can lose salvation. Because what cake, or what, how are you saved? Confess and believe him. If you don't believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose from the dead, then you're not saved. And if you begin to dwell on the world and everything else, I believe you can lose your salvation. I think it's hard because the Holy Spirit is constantly pursuing us. It's like you can look at that Niagara Falls picture and, and see the Holy Spirit in that. He's drawing us constantly. But the Bible says in James 1, 6, and 7, the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. We put this down a level that you can think, the Lord really put this on my heart. When I, 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 I was at Freeman, I moved up into a pretty big position, and I was really nervous about it. And, and anyway, uh, later on, my boss told me what he watched for. And he said, when a person begins to doubt themselves, they'll go back to something familiar. And so he was watching me that when he promoted me to facility supervisor to see if I would go back to where I was comfortable in working in, in grounds or security or courier departments or the vehicles, whatever it may be, he watched for that. Not that I, I needed to be a part of that, but I shouldn't go back to that. And, and that's what happens so many times when, when people, uh, this big things comes in their life, they'll go back to things familiar instead of embracing the Spirit and seeking the Spirit. God promoted me, so instead of doubting and going back to the things I knew before, I press into the Lord and are sensitive to His Spirit and His direction. Recognizing the Spirit. So when you are uncertain, you can lose your conviction unless you press in to the Holy Spirit. I believe America has fallen to doubt. I believe that some in here are struggling with doubt. And a lot of it's because we're getting away from the things that made America great to begin with. God, church, and family. Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection. Some are being driven and tossed by what's going on in our world. And, and to be honest with you, all these things, that there are just distractions. The ethnic divide, the politics, you know, all these things are distractions. Because the fix for all of them is that everybody would, what? Know that Jesus lived, that he dies, and he rose from the grave. That would correct all those things. If everybody believed that. Why? Because they'd be living Christ-like and all those things wouldn't be happening. But when we love this world more than God, we'll begin to lose our conviction and ability to recognize the Spirit. The Bible says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. So when this doubt steps in, I, I'm going to go over this real quick. But doubt in God causes division. We see, the, again, this world offers a distraction. Dating could be a distraction. Threatening your spouse with divorce can be a distraction. 
Lots of things can be a distraction. But when we begin to give in to these things and, and doubt God's word, we become like Adam and Eve and said, did God really say that? And then we, doubt leads to desire. We desire this or it more than God. Then desire leads to devotion, loving it more than God. God leads to defending it and getting defensive about it. And again, you're pushing yourself further and further away from God until despising God, despising family, despising the church. What do you see in the world today? This world despises God, the church, and the people of God. Not all of them, not us, not all of them, but a lot of people do. It brings death and destruction. I see this in people all the time that, that doubt will come in, and if it's not dealt with, they'll be gone from this facility within six months. But I say to you today, America may be down, but not out. That's why we need to be reminded to hold firm to the message preached. Get back to our root beliefs, the cross. Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose again. We are one nation under God, and in God we trust. We level up by holding firm to the message preached. Do you agree with these basic fundamental confessions of faith? I believe the Lord is saying, Pastor, can't tell the people they need to level up in what they believe or it's going to be a hard row for a few years. Life is getting tough. And I think there's people in this room today that, that are doubting their faith. Man, does God even exist in my life today? Man, this happened. God, are you even here? Man, when you feel that way, tell God that, but, but pray to him and, and challenge the spirit to minister to you. Really challenge yourself to minister to you. Thank you, guys. Keep doing that. Because we need to hear from the Lord. Do you, do you burn from Jesus like we sang earlier when you're walking in doubt? Man, it's okay, Father. I believe, but help my unbelief. Father, help me believe in who you are. But doubt is a step to destruction. Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we ask that you move upon us today. And Father, with the words that were being brought forth today, Father, we ask that, that we would recognize your spirit talking to us. And Father, we had burned for that and that we would seek you out for the answer. Father, that you would minister to every need. In Jesus' name. These altars are open today. If you doubt... In Jesus but the Lord has touched your heart today and you want to believe in him I want you to come to these altars today for salvation but I want to challenge you today to be bold 
to be man or woman enough to step up and say, you know, Pastor, I have struggled with a few things, but I'm going to come to these altars and get them worked out. Are you willing to make that step of faith today? Then step out. God's here today. The Holy Spirit's convicting. Are you listening to the Spirit? Or are you going to give in to the flesh and continue on where you're at? These altars are open today. What do you believe?